Welcome to Content Inspire, Episode 5. Today we have a special guest, uh, Ben Kane from Priceplow. And um, he's a pretty awesome, amazing, great guy. And uh, he certainly taught me a whole lot about supplements. So, um, yeah, introduce yourself to, our lis- uh, to uh, the listeners. Hey, thank you. Uh, my name is Ben Kane. Uh, I currently, yeah, I am the co-host of Priceplow, which is uh, for... You know, lack of a longer explanation, a media company in supplements that deals with everything from content creation to consulting. Um, my past is mostly in supplements, but uh, I, you know, I was really inspired and I really related to the podcast when I saw you launch this because, you know, a lot of my work surrounds content creation. And as a hobby, I try to be <laughs> that, that ghost uh, legend. You know, taking pictures, <laughs> taking videos. <laughs> they usually just make it to my personal Instagram. I rarely, uh, I rarely try to do that with my actual work. But uh, yeah, I, I, I love. Uh, I've been a content consumer for years. Uh, for for years, everyone around me didn't understand why I spent so much time on YouTube, Instagram, and stuff like that. And I think that today in 2020, a lot of us are starting to see the possibilities. Um, I didn't actually finish college myself, and uh, I'm doing pretty well, just creating content in my living room. Um, so super excited to be on the podcast. Uh, I saw you poking around my Instagram, so I figure you probably have some questions about <laughs> that's what you're thinking about. Uh, oh. but, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, 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 I think it's pretty cool what you're doing. Um, not a lot of people are willing to step out of their, um, personal space and move into any kind of podcasting or content creation. So, uh, I'm here for it. I'm excited. Thank you, man. Thank you for hopping on and um, for hyping me up like that. Ooh, damn. <laughs> so, but in all honesty, yeah, I was creeping on your personal Instagram yesterday because um, I was just there like, let me find out more about who Ben Kane is as a person. Um, so right off the bat, like, what's up with Tyrant? apparel or tyrant clothing we are tyrant because i'm not gonna lie like i saw some of the designs and i'm like yo that's so sick tyrant is a really cool project that i have on hold unfortunately right now uh one of my closest friends alex mosner who is also a content creator you probably haven't seen um he was he was actually the content director of shreds back in the day uh, behind the scenes yeah he moved around a couple different companies doing creative direction he and i excuse me were the masterminds behind uh, BioCrew, which is the current branded community for NutriBio. Uh, we made some really mm-hmm. cool content there. And he currently has a couple different projects, and as do I. So we kind of collectively decided to put it on hold. But if you take a look at the Instagram, I don't have it uh, tagged very very you know widely on my page so people don't go purchasing it. But uh, there's some pretty cool content. I had a lot of fun making the video on there. Um, we had a lot of fun with it. it. Alex and I are just kind of, um, when we were at Nutribrio, we spent a lot of time coming up with things that we'd want to make, but it didn't always fit the brand or, you know, the, the powers that be might not have always been interested, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when we both left Nutribrio, we were like, you know what, you know, screw it. Let's do our own thing. And uh, made some cool shirts, made some really cool content. We had a pretty cool community going for a little bit. And then I, uh, Alex now owns Taste, which is a pretty cool um, flavor company right now for uh, like clean eats, like uh, sauces and stuff, as well as a meal prep company. And, and I'm so busy with Price Loan and a couple different clients that we uh, we're hopefully picking it up in 2021. 
Damn. So, but no matter what, I have a feeling when you pick, when you guys pick that back up, um, I'll certainly be getting a shirt. Cause like <laughs> I said, the designs were sick and everything that I was seeing, plus that one last post of like Dan unboxing, um, yeah. a package and seeing that shirt. I was like, that's, that's so cool. You know that you're doing something right when ghost orders it. <laughs> they, they don't do that for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. In all honesty. Um, yeah. And let me see, boom. So supplement-wise, what was the first supplement that you have ever taken? I know that's like more than likely a question that you get asked daily when you're on your Q&As, but. I mean, honestly, actually, I get that, like, I've maybe got that like three times ever. Um, so that's actually a good question. The first question, uh, product I ever took, I, I walked into a GNC in, in high school knowing nothing, and they got me. They got me good. Uh, they got you good. Yeah, they got me on like some, some isolate, some mass gainer, like a, a multivitamin. Like I was taking everything in GNC for a couple months. Uh, I learned. I got a little smarter after that and uh, decided to purchase things on my own <laughs> instead instead of going into <laughs> okay. a store. Uh, which I mean, I don't think that's actually. I don't think that's the environment of GNC right now. But back in the day, it was like impossible to walk in there and buy what you actually wanted because they had such a good salesman. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it was like GNC's like house brand stuff. Like I, I basically just you know padded the guy's commission for the month, which he did a good job selling me, but I didn't uh, I didn't do too well on it. I actually for a while I got really into supplements in the in the beginning, and then uh, for a long time didn't take anything. Like I actually really really focused on diet for a few years, and that's that's how I actually ended up getting comfortable enough to add the supplements back in right before I, I came to Price Plan. So. It, uh, you know, I, I learned a lot about, you know, diet and consistency and recovery without. Okay. So basically you started a good foundation with your nutrition first and then added the supplements, um, later on when you were more comfortable adding them into your um, daily regimen. Yeah. 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 I had, uh, I, I was spending way too much money on supplements and not enough on my actual groceries. So as a college student, you know, it's, it's exciting and stuff to be on all pre-workout and all that stuff but i eventually learned that uh it just wasn't all that yeah i've seen on your posts um in regards to oh this is um a pasta that i would purchase for 82 cents for bulking for this for that <laughs> and i'm just there like oh the secrets write it down write it down <laughs> <laughs> yeah i uh in college i didn't have a lot of money for food i mean i wasn't mm -hmm. poor but like you know in college you're not making a salary so you had to figure out how to make it work and i still i don't know it's funny, like, I, obviously I do well now, I live on my own and everything, but I still have, like, my base. Like, I, I still go back to my uh, college days of eating, so some, some habits don't die. Okay. Um, so, next question. What has been your best experience so far being with Price Plow? That's hard. I've done a lot of really cool things. I think uh, there, was a, there was a weekend last year in october so about four weeks after the olympia mm -hmm. um there's a show in vegas again called supply side west which is like really behind the scenes it's, it's actually all the ingredient manufacturers that are you know above the actual supplement manufacturers and they have their yeah. own yeah they have their own olympia of sorts and uh, nutrition 21 actually contracted me to fly out for the weekend and produce a bunch of content for them of their people some podcasts some interviews and I actually vlogged the whole thing. And uh, 
I learned more in those three days than I did in any other three days of my life, you know, like college, high school, like anything. I learned so much and it was, it was, it was absolutely so much fun. And then the, also the added benefit of, uh, it was the first time I'd ever vlogged anything. So being creative for, you know, 24 seven, having to think ahead of what I was going to be editing was adding a lot of, uh, fun to it. Creativeness. It can be a little stressful, but, uh, we had, a, we had just had a ton of fun and it was so cool to just connect with so many people. Part of the problem with like this bodybuilding fitness industry, which I like that ghost is kind of circumvented though, is, is this like old boys club of like, uh, just meatheads. And so when you go to something like supply side West, you're surrounded by actually like educated individuals, scientists, researchers, stuff like that. Uh, and it's, it's pretty incredible to learn from those people instead of just your local bro at the gym. Okay. Yeah. I, I certainly was one of those people that got you, um, at least one more view on, on that, uh, supply side <laughs> West video. Cause I was like, this is so cool. I can't believe that he's doing this. And I never knew that there was something like that specifically for ingredients or manufacturers. Um, so that just blew my mind. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not sexy to talk about, you know? Like, uh, uh, Dan was there with Holden and, and, uh, Wilkie. And I don't think that actually made their content for the week. You know, it's not exciting for people to learn about whey protein ingredients. It's not exciting to see that stuff. I, and that was kind of the fun twist for me was I had to make it exciting for people. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So I see that you have been playing with, um, fitness informant VP and other individuals <laughs> on the ghost team. Is there any possibility of you ever streaming? Or I actually having, put up, yeah. Having fun? No, I put up a poll, I think about a week ago. Cause, cause to me, it's like, I don't know why you would watch me stream. I'm, I'm decent, you know, <laughs> but uh, I, I basically, I put up my highlight reel, which is like one video out of like four games. Uh, I would love to, I love video games. I, I, uh, I've been playing video games for a very long time. It's just not something I talk about very much. And uh, it's just kind of more like, is there a community for it? Is there, are there people that would actually spend time watching me? Um, mm -hmm. Which, like, listening to the advice that I give other people, I really shouldn't say that to myself. But it's the reality of it. You know, I, I may have 20,000 people that want to watch me talk about pre-workout, but do I even have 100 people that want to watch me play video games? I'm not sure. I certainly do think that there would be more than 100 people that would be interested in you watching you play a badass game, um, whether that's Call of Duty or anything. Like, what is your favorite game of all time? Like, something that you remember to this day that just got you into gaming? Well, so it's, it's funny. When I was a kid, I can't – uh, I'm 27. I'm turning 28 tomorrow, actually. So when I was a kid, um, mm -hmm. I wanted to play uh, Legend of Zelda. Ocarina of Time, which is just like a classic, but yeah. I really I couldn't read well, and that game actually doesn't have like dubs, like it doesn't. It's, it, there's no vo vocals, there's no speech. Yeah, and so my mom was like, "You can't play this game. Like, there's <laughs> you, won't, you won't be able to like." <laughs> you know, kids can like speak, but they can't read very well. And uh, like the, the ongoing joke in my family is that I taught myself to read playing that video game. So, like, I guess that's the the one that I remember most vividly. But in in high school. I became so addicted to World of Warcraft, like that's that stereotypical, what? yeah, that like wow addiction, like that was me in high school. Like I remember, I, like one of my most vivid video game memories is like 
being in the middle of a dungeon and hearing the birds tweeting outside of my parents calling me that we had to go to church and I'd never gone to sleep the night before. Like it was Sunday morning. And the last thing I remember was like starting the game Saturday night and I just played straight through the night. Um, that's when I deleted the video game for the record. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I certainly can feel the same problem now with Warzone. I play this game like it's, it's almost a problem that I work at home because at any time, like any of my friends can just be like, yo, let's, let's drop in. And I'm like, I'm in the middle of editing a video, but I can do, I can do two for sure. And all of a sudden it's like four hours later, you know? Yeah, no, I completely understand in regards to being in high school and playing games and, and for an ungodly amount of time. I actually tried my hardest to avoid WoW because I know how I get. Huh. So you telling me that, I'm like, oof, I'm glad I never played because I would have been one of them. You know, there's just so, like, I, I love video games like that that have in-depth storylines and lore. You know, it's it's pretty incredible what people can create. And well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what it is about Warzone right now that, that attracts me so much, but I, I have so much fun with it. And uh, it's just, there's so many people on it. Like, I, I've never played with friends before. It's kind of my thing. I always played like World of Warcraft or single player games. So the fact that like right now during COVID and all of this, everyone's playing this game makes it a lot more fun. Okay. Um, have you heard of the game Rogue Company? I was just watching some of that the other day. Okay. Yeah. One of the takeover team members, Joe Perry in Tennessee, he's like falling in love with that. And he's slowly getting away from Warzone to Rogue um, and I think I just saw what Dr. Disrespect starting to play that. So it's starting yeah. to pick up some steam. Yeah, I think it's on um, the same platform as Fortnite. Yeah. So, games. so cool. what systems do you play normally? Just, um, just computer or any consoles? I love playing on PC just because I have this rig set up for video oh. editing. Master so, Race? You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like this, I, I can, I mean, I can max out any video game on this thing. So it's, it's fun for me. And also, I feel way more at home with, with a keyboard and mouse, personally. Okay. Um, I suck at controllers. So I consider the PC the master race, just inherently. <laughs> but uh, nice. I have a PS4. It's basically a glorified Netflix machine for me, currently. But uh, I do have one. I, I, you know, I do have PlayStation <laughs> Network. <laughs> <laughs> so um quick question when you're on your downtime you're not playing video games and you're not working for for price plow editing all that fun stuff what are you watching on netflix any shows anything that you're you're binging right now i bounce a lot between so many different genres it's kind of almost confusing uh there was this show that came out a couple weeks ago on netflix called cursed it's basically like a i think it's a book originally it's an adaptation of the uh, king arthur story but from a female's perspective within the story and it's really incredible i watched the entire show in two days i think it was like 10 episodes an hour each so that's about how productive i was those two days but uh i'll bounce between that and now i'm watching like some documentary on immigration in the u.s so i feel like i can't spend too much time in like fantasy shows and then i can't spend too much time on like like serious shows like it, it, it affects my mental state <laughs> okay no i completely understand that um right now my wife and i we've been watching um the magicians on netflix okay that's okay. a really good show i highly recommend that i'll check it it's, out it's like 
Harry Potter, but in college. So they're partying, Ooh. they're enjoying life, but the magic that they're doing is like next level. Cool. Um, I, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I mean, some of the, so this is a, it's, it's from sci-fi, but I was gonna say some of the stuff that Netflix has been making, like their original shows, it's just incredible. Um, it's, I, I got really into the Marvel shows. What was it like the mm-hmm. last couple of years, like uh, Punisher and Jessica Jones and all those guys. And that was, it was a really cool time for these, like this, like third party Netflix to be creating their own shows. Yeah. I'm, I'm very, very sad that we don't have those Marvel shows anymore because <laughs> Daredevil and Punisher were hands down my favorite. Like, there were certain scenes in Daredevil. Like, do you remember that hallway scene? Yeah. The first season? Yep. One shot, the the, entire fight. That just just made my jaw drop. I was like, I can't believe they just did that. (laughs) Yeah, they tried to redo it in the second season. It just wasn't the same. The first one was incredible. Yeah, no, the first one was just incredible. And it was like, what was it? It was all in one take. Yeah, they did it. One camera, one take, and they just followed him down that stairwell. I mean, the the actors, the the stunt coordinators, they're just so incredible. I mean, I can't even imagine where that starts. Man. Okay, (laughs) so um, one quick question: What is your opinion regarding social? media influencers regarding fitness influencers do you think that it's a positive good thing for the industry or do you see it as like just any anything negative anything bad like i just want your general opinion on that it's such a wide conversation and a topic i mean i i hate the idea that i would be considered one of these because like if you like right off the bat you know if you ask me like in general the word influencer is negative which is unfortunate because I think there's a lot of good that can come out of it. But mm-hmm. right off the bat, it feels negative because for the most part, these people are being compensated to influence the masses, especially with, with fitness being you have you have such a community of impressionable, either young folks or overweight folks that are, are really looking to change their lives. You know, this isn't like someone telling you to buy a video game. This is someone trying to tell you how to change your life, how to change your health, which is a really mm-hmm. vulnerable position for a lot of people to be in. And a lot of the times we see, you know, I'd say 99% of the time we talk about influencers, it's about people taking advantage of people to make money off of commissions, which is unfortunate. But, you know, the fact of the matter is that there are good ones out there. You know, I, I, I try to call myself a thought leader as opposed to influencer or media company. But uh, I think that there can be good. And no matter what, there's always going to be influence out there, whether it's social media or athlete endorsements. I mean, no matter what, companies are going to search for some sort of authority in the community to speak their brand for them. And uh, there's no way that we can completely rid the world of negative influence. But we can have people out there spreading positivity and truth, which is kind of what I try to do my best at yeah on a, on a personal note every single time that i've seen you on price plow um and you're just speaking 100 percent the truth in a positive light in regards to i still remember one post that 
Um, you didn't want to talk about proprietary blends, uh, companies that had still proprietary blends within their products. And you were like, I want to showcase good companies out there that are pushing that standard to where it should be within the industry. And also you were like, I don't want to talk about companies that still have DMHAA or DMHEA or whichever the one the, that's currently illegal out there. And you were you were just being 100% honest and every single time that you speak truth and honesty towards people that are coming to you for knowledge within, within sports nutrition, it just comes out authentic and real. Yeah. I've got this real like back and forth beef with some other, well, they're reviewers. I consider myself a thought leader. I, I consider them to be different things, but I, I generally talk down on people who are happy to review DMAA or any kind of illegal ingredient because i think that like i said before the people that are watching our videos are very impressionable very looking for that that solution you know i, we, I think we all know a couple people who were or are overweight and they'll take any opportunity to try to fix that and so if someone comes to them with some sort of solution they're going to believe that and it, it makes me feel for those people because they're going to go out and spend their 40 50 bucks on this product that may or may not work, may or may not be dangerous for them. And it's unfortunate because of this influencer ordeal here. So uh, it's a bit controversial. I, I try not to review proprietary blends. I try not to review things that are gray area. Um, I have the luxury of being able to choose because companies approach me. Um, not everyone has that luxury. Some other people feel that they need to review whatever they can get their hands on. Um, I just feel that I have a platform and, and that, I think this is a really big distinction here is that, uh, Mike and I have worked extremely hard to build a platform and a channel, multiple channels for the record that mm -hmm. are monetizable and worthwhile for the industry. And I have the responsibility of choosing what that channel shows. And the fact of the matter is that I have only so many hours per week. You know, I do pretty much work 24 seven. I'm sure you've seen the Q and A's recently. I am pretty much on my phone the entire day long, which is exhausting. But in terms of content that I can produce in YouTube and Instagram for like long form content, I only have so many hours per week. And the truth is I don't want to spend all of that, or I really don't want to spend as any of that on negativity or on products that I don't believe in. I want to spend my time, on uplifting and highlighting good quality products for people. Okay. Yeah, that's incredibly respectable. And, um, and I'm glad you're taking that stance on what the platform that you and Mike have uh, built up to this day. I mean, you tell me as a consumer, you know, if, if you're looking for something to purchase and you follow someone like me, it's uh, it seems easier to me for you to watch videos that say, look at this instead of having to search through videos and comb through videos of don't look at this. It, it, it makes more sense for me to point you towards what you should be looking at than to highlight the things that you shouldn't be. If that makes sense. No, that, that certainly makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, it's that, that's just the stance that I'm going to take. Uh, maybe in the future, I'll have more time. I've, I've considered bringing on someone else onto the channel to, review smaller companies for us just to have more content on there. But as it is, we're uploading at least one video every day. 
Okay. Damn. That's um a very, very strong uh upload consistency there. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Like how like how much time do you spend editing uh, per day? Uh I, I mean like it's it's pretty cool. I, I mean this has been a, a recent thing that I start to second guess about, but pretty much every day, and this is why I don't do day in the life stuff. Like every single day I wake up between seven and eight, get, get uh, cardio done, walk my dog, sit down. And I have a text message from Heather, our digital content manager who helps keep me organized that says, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, today is whatever. These are your meetings for the day. And you have to do this video, whatever that video is. I grab the product. And I'll have the video recorded by 11 a.m. And I'll have the video edited and produced by 1 to 1.30 p.m. Every single day. Um, and I've just created workflow processes, which, like, honestly, I cannot speak highly enough for anyone that's watching or listening to this that's getting into content. Like, if you want to be consistent, like, you need to create um, easily repeatable workflows that will streamline your content production. Like I pretty much, as I'm recording the video, know what it's gonna look like at the end of the day. I know what memes I'm gonna throw in the video. I know how I'm gonna transition and cut stuff. And it's pretty much the same thing every day, which is unfortunate because some days I feel a little more creative and it might take a little bit longer. But for the most part, it helps me with my consistency a lot. Damn, you just you just dropped some major gold. Like, <laughs> the major, you just dropped like an incredible, amazing, like content creation calendar or however daily routine for people that want to break into content creation. And it doesn't even have to be supplement related. It could be any other field or um, whatever it is and just go from the top down. Basically, I think yesterday I was on another podcast, um, Wolf's World and the that specific influencer he was like i go out i record my youtube video while i'm recording my youtube video i'm getting instagram Mm -hmm. um or content for instagram then after that i'm making sure all other social platforms are taken care of and then at the end of the day i've literally have a checklist of every single thing that i've completed that i want to do and that's on the daily routine yeah yeah i'm like damn yeah i i think there's a, an evolution of content creators and I'm kind of in the center of it right now. Um, getting to that point where you start to pivot frequently is a little difficult. I'm in a spot right now where every single day is very similar, which is really easy, but it becomes a problem where you then have blinders on. Like it's the, almost the end of the summer and I've only been to the beach twice, you know, because every single day I'm doing the same exact thing. So I think that creating those repeatable processes is really important for most people. And then being able to take that and then pivot from there is even more important. Um, But everyone's going to vary a little bit. But one of the things that I came to realize, uh, and this is like, this gets a little controversial because we're talking about influence again here. And and people get really uptight when I talk about revenue or profits from these videos that I create because they feel like I'm biased. But at some point, you have to be able to scale your income while working less. You know, mm-hmm. in, in content creation, it's hard to do that because you have to put in more effort for more income most of the time. You know, if you want to make more money, you got to make more videos. And at a certain point, you know, like, like I said, I'm pretty much on a daily upload schedule right now. At a certain point, you can't move for, further. I actually, at one point, started doing double uploads daily and I was a miserable human being. So eventually getting to the point where your workflows are more efficient, 
um, so that you have more time for other things, then can scale your income a little bit better. And it also becomes higher quality and you can charge more. Okay. Wow. That's, um, that's certainly, that's certainly on point. And so <laughs> I'm just like, I'm soaking all this in right now. Cause I feel like I'm a, I'm an average Joe out in the industry in regards to like the way how I started. I literally just started just to put myself out there on social media in like 2019 and started taking it more seriously. And then because of who I am as a person and my genuine love for the brand for ghost, that's how they, they basically invited me into the family and gave me the job being on the takeover team. Um, They're such a cool company. How they do that. So they really enable all of their, uh, takeover crew. And I mean, it's, it's really cool to see all of you guys. When I, when I do the launches for ghost, I see you guys come out of the woodwork and it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I actually have, I think I have the video saved of you saying thank you to the takeover team for a specific launch. I don't remember what the product was and I sent it to the team and I'm like, yo, Ben from price plow. He's cool in my book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's hard because, I mean, what you come to find as a content creator is that you can either identify a community that already exists that you want to speak to, or you can create your own. And I'm constantly in between the two. Like we have, our, you know, loyal price love followers and subscribers that always watch everything. Um, I have a decent amount of industry insiders that watch everything I post just because they want to spy on other people. And then I have the community of the brands that I'm working with. And time and time again, Ghost's community is always the most powerful. Um, I'm sure there are probably larger communities out there. I just don't work with them. There's some pretty huge companies, but I, I find that Ghost is the perfect intersection of quality and community. And I'm happy to be uh, a part of that. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. Like I was a fan of price pile before I joined the ghost family, just because I wanted to increase my knowledge of supplements ingredients. I'm a supplement nerd at the end of the day. I love finding out what's happening in the industry. Um, and then once I joined ghost, I was like, that's it. Like, yeah, just, just doing my thing. Yeah, Ghost is a really unique company. There's really no other company out in the industry like it. That's why I love uh, being so close with Dan. Um, he's he's a really unique individual, and it's hard to find people that think like Dan do, does. Um, I've known Dan for a long time, so it's it's been incredible to see the consistency of Ghost. Yeah, that's... Um... I do hope that for the rest of the year in regards to the launches for ghost energy and other things, um, everything just absolutely just 10 X's for the brand and oh. everyone still, still stays with that same core va that core family value and that everyone is a legend. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, um, it's been really cool to see cause every year, People were like, yeah, you know, they can't recreate this next year. They can't do this again. And they do. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's just incredible. I mean, I met Dan probably five years ago at the GNC conference. It's this really cool behind-the-scenes conference that GNC puts on for just their managers and uh, franchisees. 
And that was their first year out. And I remember just, I remember him pulling me aside. And I don't know if you've ever seen that meme of the guy like yelling in the girl's ear at the club. And she like doesn't really want to listen to him. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's like yeah. we're in the middle of this like yeah. really, really loud expo. And Dan's like screaming in my ear over this music about like authentic collabs and flavoring and all that stuff. And this was before he had any collabs or anything. And uh, I got it because I was like, what, 23 at the time. So, you know, young people are a little more receptive to it. And I, I brought him over and introduced him to Mark Lazier, who's the CEO of Nutribrow. And to this day, you know, I still help, I still, you know, help out and consult for Nutribrow. Mark mm-hmm. will still be like, man, I love Ghost. I just don't get it. And it's really funny to see, like, it's really is a, a younger man's company. You know, people, it, it just appeals to young people. And I think people who are a little bit out of the age range of ghosts still appreciate it, but not quite feel it, which is, it's a very interesting concept to me. Yeah, I still remember um, the first time I walked into a GNC and I was ready to try a new pre-workout. I went towards the back and I looked and I saw OG rat, um, blue, wow. Blue Raspberry. Yeah, Blue Raspberry <laughs> Legend. And I saw the graffiti on the uh, labeling, and I'm like, what in the world is this? Yeah. Then um, looked at the formula, and I was like, fully disclosed. And I'm like, oh, my God, I know what I'm putting in my body. <laughs> <laughs> it was rare back that, then. And that was it. That basically started it all. That started the whole entire venture of me being loyal to Ghost, doing what I needed to do, and then eventually joining the family. If um, so, another question. I know that's crazy that I just keep on dropping them <laughs> randomly, sprinkling them. But I know that your dream brand is to work with Animal, correct? Yeah, yeah. So, if they had, a, if they reached out to you for you to be in a, a consultant or a formulator or whatever the case may be, what is the one thing that you would do um, for that brand? That's Just a hard from... question. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know it is. I, you know, it's funny. Like, Animal's just like that brand. Like, they, they got me started in this. You know, when I was coming up, it's really creepy bringing this up because I'm actually editing a video where I'm talking about this. Um, <laughs> uh, when I was coming up in fitness, like, they had this thing called Animal Barbell Club. And all around the States, sometimes out of the States and other countries, they would have these meetups and gyms with their, I mean, like animal, like I would consider as like one of the original lifestyle brands, maybe not the same lifestyle that ghost rocks, but like influencer marketing and bodybuilding is a lifestyle in itself. Mm-hmm. So they would have like, I, like I remember going to powerhouse gym in, in Hamilton, New Jersey and meeting Frank McGrath and Evan Santapani and Young people today in, in bodybuilding and fitness might not appreciate those names, but when I was coming up in fitness, like Frank and Evan were like the bodybuilders. Like they were cool. Like that was the coolest cool there was. They're huge. They're just massive dudes. And they were so kind and, and uh, interactive. And you could sit with them and talk with them about anything. And that just sucked me even closer into this fitness uh, community. And I think they got away from that. And I don't know if it's because bodybuilding isn't as cool anymore, which I totally understand. It's not relatable. You know, there's a reason Ghost doesn't have a 300-pound bodybuilder on their team. But for some reason or another, 
it isn't relatable and it isn't cool anymore. And I I think that would be the major hurdle to get over is, is taking that brand because animal is still hardcore and making it a little bit more relatable. I think there's a, a few different ways to do it. They focus way too much on professional athletes these days. And I think that the trend in this industry right now is moving towards people who might not even compete at all, like a Christian Guzman. I, mean, I, know, I know he's gone on stage before, but his fame is not due to stage performance. So mm-hmm. I think I think my first move there would be to quickly identify people in the community that are still true to their brand and their hardcore sense, but you know are not so reliant on competing and, and are much more content creators. Because that is really, and then this is not pandering to your podcast here, but that's really, you know, one of the huge strengths of Ghost is that almost all of their quote unquote athletes, their family, are content creators themselves. Like they have Holden in house that makes incredible videos, but they also don't have to rely on him to get incredible photos and videos out of their athletes. And I think that would be probably my first move. The second move would be to improve pretty much the entire line. I think that today's day and age animal needs to re-release pretty much everything fully disclosed fully efficacious they actually manufacture themselves so there's no reason they couldn't do that pretty quickly um and i think that'd be the start (laughs) which i mean it sounds probably sounds a little crazy but redoing the athlete team with more influencer or content creators and just completely revamping the line to fully disclosed fully efficacious formulas okay well, I'm glad I answered that question because I definitely, I that I I'm glad that I asked you that question because at the end of the day, when you told me or when you posted on your story that Animal was your dream brand, that kind of made me curious. I'm like, what would you do if you had the opportunity? Which hopefully one day you will. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, hey, it's uh, it's kind of one of those just answers that I have out there. I mean, it's, it's one of the things I think about. I have applied for jobs at Animal every single year almost since uh, I was like 19. <laughs> I've always wanted to be yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, except for my tenure at Nutribio, obviously I wasn't trying to leave there, but anytime mm-hmm. I've been between jobs, I've always, always called up my friend uh, who actually isn't there anymore. Eric Schwartz, who was the director of uh, customer engagement there. He's now the VP of marketing at Nutribio. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, I used to call him every time I was between any job and just be like, hey, I don't even care what the pay is. I want to be there Um, because that's uh, I think that's a lost beauty in in this day and age is like actually working your way up from the bottom. Not a lot of people want to do that. A lot of people want to come in at the top. Yeah, no, I completely um, respect and understand that in, in regards to just getting your foot in the door. And just doing what you have to do to reach that position that you want. Yeah, I think that's one cool thing that I see with Ghost too. Like just to bring it back to like what's relevant for you is I see all these people in the Ghost fam, like the demo reps and the takeover crew and all, that like are willing to put in the work. You know, so many people just want a coupon code. They just want to like make commissions and be a sponsored athlete, but no one really wants to work. So um, the one thing talking about personal experience being part of ghost on the takeover team um it really does feel like a family in all honesty um i can go anywhere in the u.s and if there's a takeover team member i have a place to stay i have family there 
Um, I'm only three hours away from headquarters, so I'm more in the know now in regards to all of the launches, everything. Um, and it's just like you put in what you want in regards to the level of content you want to put yourself out there. You want to represent the brand to the best of your abilities. So, um, and it's out of like a genuine love cause you genuinely give, give a fuck about the brand, dude. Like I, like even if I wasn't a part of ghost now, I would still be posting about them cause they're just changing the game for me. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely agree. I a hundred percent agree. Um, and it's really cool to see that it, it came so organically too. I mean, I don't know how much work they put into you know creating that community, but from an outside perspective, it does not seem forced at all. And I can tell you, as someone who has worked with teams of athletes, models, and affiliates, there is very rarely actual chemistry between athletes. You know, teams do not come together that well. There's always egos in the room. There's always you know that masculine you know over testosterone hyper masculinity of the industry uh so to see you guys just getting along so well and collaborating and creating content together is just it's inspiring and so another question that i'm just dropping <laughs> in there so how did how did you or how did the idea of the supplement industry roundtable come to be like now, every single Friday, I'm super excited to see what in the world you guys are going to be talking about, testing, who's going to be the guest, because all the knowledge that you guys are dropping from um, TNS, Supplements Noob, and the guests is just jaw-dropping. So, um, that's a good question. It kind of transpired. It was, it was a really cool evolution of it. So. Justin at Supplement Snoop, this goes back a little bit. Justin at Supplement Snoop uh, launched while I was at Nutribio, and he was calling around different companies just to learn literally anything. And I was, uh, this was like, it was a policy I had because at Nutribio, I was kind of the outside communication guy. I just knew everyone. And that's really what has helped me get to where I am now. He called me, and I was the only person in the industry that picked up the phone and actually gave him time of day. So that created a really good friendship over the, over the years. And when I came to Priceplow, we had already worked together a few times. He had done some copywriting me, for me at different companies. He had basically made a lot of written content for me, and, and we had a relationship. When I got to Priceplow, I said to him, hey, we're kind of both in similar places in the industry now. I you know, definitely don't want competition with you. I'd actually really like to collaborate in some way. And... Pricefly and Supplement Snoop's business models don't really line up very well because Supplement Snoop is a subscription-based so uh, software, and we get our revenue from companies that sponsor the content. So mm -hmm. there was no real official way to collaborate together, although if you do subscribe to Supplement Snoop, and for anyone listening to this who is, this is just a content creator, loves supplements, you definitely should consider downloading the app because it's an uh, incredible source of information. Our videos are actually hosted on there, which is a really nice way of collaborating. But eventually we got to the point where we were like, what if we had some sort of summit where we brought together the greatest content creators in supplements? And we, we were putting together this idea where we would have a weekend where it would be just the biggest names in content creation in supplements. Uh, we were all going to show up at Jacob's store in South Carolina. And then coronavirus hit. And... All the airports shut down. We weren't able to travel. And 
we have this hilarious group chat moving constantly and i just finally sent a message in and i was like you know what if we can't get together why don't we just do a podcast online why don't we just get on zoom i can stream it straight through youtube onto price we got twenty thousand viewers let's do one episode you know we'll fly the flag and see if anyone salutes it and if you watch the first episode we went into it like we didn't even prepare for it we just turned it on and just started talking and it was like instant chemistry like we just knew it was gonna work out i mean it's pretty much just our normal conversations that we have in our group chat but in video people loved it we had you know a couple hundred people on the first one just watching live which is an incredible testament to people trusting us and from there um it's just really lucky that I, I have a network of people. Just uh, Jacob makes incredible content, and Justin is just an incredible conversationalist. To the point where just it seems like every other week I'm calling up a friend and just saying, "Hey, this is this this is this thing we've got. Why don't you hang out with us?" And uh, I'm lucky enough that I have some really good friends in the industry that are quite influential. You know, Dan was probably my favorite one so far. Uh, John Meadows last week was just incredible an amazing individual uh, we've just had a lot of fun with it and uh, it just keeps getting better and the, the beauty of it which i said to you all you know before we started recording is that there's not a lot of technology like i'm not doing all these weird transitions and editing and stuff there's not a lot of like other crazy stuff going on it's just four people having a good conversation and it doesn't even always have to be about supplements um I think that's why the content really speaks to a lot of people is it's just relatable folks that are kind of in a similar situation as most of the people watching with one famous person added in to try to get behind the curtain a little bit. Okay. Damn. Um, <laughs> thank you for that break. That, that was an extensive breakdown in regards to the supplement industry roundtable. but thank you so much for that, man. Cause I was, I'm genuinely a fan of that content. Um, and you guys are killing it. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, like, like, I can't say it enough. Like, literally, our battle is to bring good people together and just produce fun content that coincidentally happens to be, like, the best news in the industry. You know, it's, it's as weird as it is to say, like, it's very easy for us to make incredibly informative and newsworthy content because it's what we do all day, you know? So I consider it the fastest growing podcast in supplements. I don't really think there's anything else out there quite like what we do. There's some other versions of the idea, but uh, the guest for each one is, I think that really changes it up a lot, which is a lot of fun for a lot of people. And as a content creator, it's, it's a bit of a, a cheat, but you're kind of grabbing the community of the people that come on. You know, Obviously, when Dan came on, all the legends came. When John Meadows came on, all of his clients and friends came on. So it's a little bit of a, a hack, but as a content creator, anytime you can collaborate and cross-pollinate followings, it's going to help you out a lot. Okay. And how was that experience? No, did you know beforehand that Ghost Energy was going to be revealed and unleashed and revealed to the world on your on the supplement industry roundtable? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a actually if you watch very close at the beginning of the episode we open up these packages and i actually slip up immediately like i, I we all knew what they were dan, dan i i kind of put the thing together we were actually supposed to do the episode a week earlier but mm -hmm. canning supplements is a much different process than bottling powders 
that Dan uh, didn't. He he messed up the date a little bit. Uh, he wasn't really knowledgeable on when it was going to be done. So at the beginning of the episode, I actually messed up and was like, "So can we open these bottles?" And Dan gives me a look like you're not supposed to know these are bottles yet. <laughs> <laughs> so I was a. Uh, it's fun, man. I I I'm just having a, a hell of a time with it, and uh, we're not even monetizing it. It's just kind of our fun contribution to the industry. That's incredible that you're just doing it just out of genuine like passion and fun hanging out and talking with your friends with a famous friend or um, some or influencer that comes on board that um, brings something awesome to the table. Yeah. My, 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 my um, boss at Price. Well, I don't know. I, I hate calling him my boss. We sometimes just say partners, but Mike Roberto, the owner of Price. Wow. Um, he uh, he has a saying that he always says, and I don't think it's really his, but he says a rising tide raises all ships, and uh, I, th- I firmly believe that. I think that anytime I collaborate with good people, it helps all of us. No matter if it's hosted on my network or yours, it's going to help all of us as long as we're creating, you know, good, worthy content that is informative and helpful to people. It's going to help all of us. So we're just having a fun time with it. I think we are going to produce some merchandise at some point because. We've had so many funny moments or funny sayings, uh, and there's enough people watching it that I think it would probably sell. But uh, outside of that, you know, we're just having a fun time with it, which is such a different change of pace. If you've created content daily long enough, mm-hmm. having fun with it isn't always the case. You know, I, I think that is definitely a hard pill to swallow. Is that everyone thinks going into being a YouTuber is going to be fun all the time? But when you have deadlines, you know, it, it's, it can be pretty stressful, especially when you're creating sponsored content for other people. I mean, I've had people, I've had companies stop talking to me after I produced content for them because I didn't do it the way they wanted it. Really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was a, couple, a good example of it. a couple weeks ago. I did a XP sports review. From uh, it's, yeah, I of eight made their new gaming supplements, and I don't know, man. I'm honest, you know. As much as a lot of my haters, which is another topic we can talk about in content creation, but as much as my negative sayers say that I'm biased and I'm paid off, like I was very transparent that there is stuff I love about this company and there is stuff that I absolutely hate. And they won't speak to me anymore. <laughs> well, hey, man, you're being 100% honest because if, if you give up that integrity and honesty regarding your reviews and your opinion within supplements on any category, then you could easily alienate your own fan base because then if they see that, hey, this is just um, a quick sell for whatever profit, whatever the case may be, People can tell who's real, who's not. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, like, I personally try to find negative stuff on everything. Like, Dan even tells me, he's like, dude, if you don't like a flavor, please, like, rip me, you know? Which is really hard with Ghost, because I don't not like almost any of their flavors. But, you know, on, uh, on Ghost Gamer, I was very transparent that the B vitamins that he chose for Gamer are low-quality B vitamins. Um, I added in there that their multivitamins going to have great quality B vitamins. And that's kind of the distinction that they're making. If you want vitamins and minerals, go for the multivitamin. But mm-hmm. I try to be as transparent as possible, especially because I think that it, 
like even on an acute scale, like I think a lot of people will notice over time that I'm transparent on all my stuff, but a lot of the stuff that I produce gains views through search results. And so some people that are only searching for ghost gamer are going to find my ghost gamer video. They're not going to find my channel. So when they're watching that video, if I'm talking positively about it, the entire video, they're going to think this guy, he sounds biased. But if I finish it and say, you know, Hey, there were a couple of things I didn't like about this. It's going to sound a little more authentic, which it is. And they're going to believe it more. So I think that's, I think that's important. Wow. So this is going to be the last question. Basically, um, so the last question basically is how did you create the, like what I see online, I see the relationship that you guys have with other supplement review channels, um, such as fitness informant. Um, I see good positive interaction with stacked, um, or stacked 3d, however they pronounced uh, their names. Um, (laughs) basically how did that relationship start in regards? Cause most of the time when you see things within the fitness industry or supplement industry, people are tearing each other apart, like hands down. I've seen it countless times. So how did, how did a good, how did a good professional relationship come to be from those companies? You know, I'll be the first person to say that we've definitely had our touch and go points where we've disagreed on stuff. And I think that highlighted how different we are, which is the answer to how we're able to have the relationship. Um, I don't consider stack 3d fitness informant supplement snoop. I don't consider anyone a competitor to me because no one does what I do the way I do it. And I think that's really important for a lot of people to see. And a lot of people to think about in their own content as well, because I produce educational breakdowns on supplements in space, and I minor in news, reveals, and hype. Fitness informant majors in news, hype, and and you know announcements but they don't produce very in-depth content in terms of their videos or blog work. Stack 3D is all text-based you know, news. They're basically a blog. They have very, very little breakdowns, educational content or reviews. So everyone majors in a different area. So there's really no com- competition to it. You know, when someone wants to learn how a product works, they don't go to Fitness Informant or Stack 3D, they go to PriceCloud. But if someone wants to go find like the newest announcement on what's coming out, just load up Stack 3D's front page. You know, that's not going to be what you're going to find on PriceCloud for the most part. Um, unless it's a brand that I work closely with, you'll probably see it first on mine. But for the most part, we all major in different areas and that keeps all of us relatively friendly with each other. <laughs> There's been a few nice. times where we've... we've uh, butted heads a little bit, but I think the other big thing for me at least is that I came from working in supplements and that is one thing where Shane at Stack 3 d um, I don't know if that's public. Uh, Shane kind of keeps you on the curtain a little bit or like Ryan at Fitness Informant or Justin at Supplement Snoop didn't come from working in supplements. So I have a bit of a leg up on that. Um, I actually have in industry experience as well as I was friends with them originally. I worked with them. You know, I, I, I used Stack 3D, Fitness Informant, Price Plow, 
uh, as marketing channels when I was at brands. So I continue that friendship to this day. It's not like I just came into the industry as a competitor, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, well, I just wanted to say thank you so much for getting on this episode of Content Inspire. Um, you can find Ben as the co-host of Price Plow. And if you want to plug anything of yours right here and now, do it, my man. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think I've done a good job of, of highlighting all the stuff that I'm, I'm doing that I've done. Uh, if you do want to check out the content I create, uh, PriceFlow.com is our site. PriceFlow is our YouTube. PriceFlow is our Instagram. Uh, I don't foresee us moving on to any new social media platforms anytime soon. I'm still trying to figure out reels on Instagram. <laughs> But uh, that's uh, that's about it. I think you can find everything I'm doing on those. I keep it real simple and in one channel for the most part. So, Andrew, thank you so much for having me on here. This was a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Thank you. Catch you later. All right. See you later.